Hey everyone, I'm Curtis. And I'm Shank. And you're listening to the Good Buds Podcast. Let's cast away. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. This is episode 14, airing Monday, November 16th, 2020, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by that one fucking hilarious He-Man meme where he's singing, hey, what's going on, with trippy visuals in the background. That video will never not make me laugh. Link below in the description. (laughs) I also step outside and get real high. So, Shank, how are you doing today? Oh man, I'm doing fantastic today. I had a beautiful day working on some stuff for the Good Buds Ghostcast and uh, working on some stuff for the Instagram and the YouTube pages. Uh, just having a fantastic time, man. Links below in the description. How about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, it, it, it's weird because my dating life isn't exactly that great, so I've kind of reached this point where I figured if I go after a very specific thing, then I might have a better chance. So well, that's true, you know, if you narrow if you narrow your field of focus, you know, you'll you'll you know, go after what you want, right? Exactly. So I've limited myself down to this website where you meet chess players from Prague. That's a that's very specific that's very specific. Exactly. It's kind of a little niche, but uh, the name of the website is Checkmate. Anyway, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like what we're doing, check out our Patreon page. We have six tiers available, including bonus content and access to our Discord channel. He is absolutely right, and we would love if you would stop by our page and consider donating to the show. Now, let's get into the review. Good buds review, good buds. So, Curtis, what are you burning today, man? Well, Shank, today I am burning on some pineapple wreck. Or pineapple train wreck. Depending on how you want to call it, this is grown. Yeah, whoever you're talking to. Exactly. This is grown by Dubers right here in Detroit, and this is a potent okay. crossbreed of Pineapple Express and Trainerack. Hmm. Now the nugs on here are a very nice, light and fluffy nug. They're trimmed well, but they do have uh, a couple of these sugar leaves on them. A couple leaves that have been kept on. Kind of increases the CBD, but they are so coated with crystals that there's really no reason to take them off. Kind of balances it yeah, and, itself and, out. And, yeah, the flavor, they add a little bit to the flavor profile as well, I bet. And exactly. I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. Well, we'll get to it. But like I was saying, it's very crystallized on these leaves, and it's very crystallized all throughout the nug. Uh, kind of sticky to the fingers. Uh, it's a very mainly pear green, almost chartreuse color bud uh but it has these nice little speckles of these darker green almost basil colored uh green specks on there that just kind of push through and it also has a good amount of darker orange hairs on there kind of just peek out a little bit but it's still prevalent in there for sure in terms of the scent uh and just as you were expecting it is a very strong earthy scent very grassy and very herbal but also has this low scent of mint to it almost and it has a umami background as well 
And oddly enough, all of that combines, and it reminds me of gummy worms or gummy bears or just like <laughs> a gelatin-based gummy candy. Yeah, I know what smell. I think you're. I think I know what smell you're talking about. That like gelatiny kind of like artificially like kind of almost bitter smell not bitter it actually not, sweet. not bitter not not bitter is a hard word it's like no. yeah it's sweet it's yeah i'd say bittersweet at that if we were combining yeah. the two yeah. which makes yeah. sense but all in all very good weed very nice and i would love to smell and or sorry i would love to uh smoke that in a little bit but first off shank what's the strain you are sharing with us today Today I am going to be burning some Sweet Island Skunk. Um, it's a very strong sativa. Um, now it's grown. This one was grown by San Rafael here in Canada, uh, but this strain is available all over the place. Um, these ones are tight little crocodile green nugs with little flecks of like olive green kind of sprinkled throughout it. Um, when I say tight, I do mean they are very tight, dense nugs. Um, they have a really slight coating of red hair on the outside. Nothing particularly, you know, eye-catching. It's just, it's small spattering here and there. Um, and a little bit of a dusting of crystal. If I'm gonna be frank about it, it's not really anything fancy to look at, like when you look at the nugs, aside from the fact that they're very dense. Um, they're not really, you know, anything to look at. They are very firm and very snappy, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, as for the smell, the smell is where these things really kick it up a notch, though. It's a tropical fruit and skunk had a baby and then rolled around in a little bit of pepper. Um, it's kind of like it's a strange visual. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't regret a single thing about what I just said. But um, it's it's a really like distinct, beautiful smell for such an unassuming nug. You know, you would look at the nug and you'd be like, eh, it's OK. But then you you smell it and you're like, my goodness, this is fantastic, right? Right. Um, and and it's I love weed like that that you kind of look at it and you're like, eh, whatever. And then you smell it and it's amazing. Um, but it's got very fresh, very very tropical vibes. Um, and also I cannot wait to smoke this too. But uh, before we do get to smoking it, I gotta remind the folks listening to this at home that they can check down below in the description and see pictures of these nugs on our Instagram as well as on our other social medias. And while they're there, they should like, comment, subscribe, do whatever they really feel like doing while they're there. Of course. We're on, like we said before, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Instagram and Reddit are where we're going to be having most of our pictures of the Nugs. But we also got some memes and some other funny content, so check us out. But, big truth. Big, but with that truth. being said, I have a bong packed right here, Shank. Do you got a bong packed over there? You knew, you know I do, my friend. And with that being the case, lighters out, bros. Tokeskaboke. Burn some. Burn it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. Curtis, uh -huh. how's that treating you, brother? So, I'm getting this nice, sweet, and smooth head. It's a relaxing floral taste with a very earthy backtone, obviously, with the scent earthiness was coming through now the weird part about it it flows into a very unexpected citrus flavor like a citrus mm. scent that i really couldn't smell uh hmm. and it has this nice effect where it just rolls down the throat mm -hmm. like it doesn't really pop up and hit the brain like most of the strains i usually hit do 
Uh, this one just calmly rolls down the throat into the lungs, fills it up, and I have a feeling that this is going to be a nice little uplifting and euphoric high. But with that being said, I'm going to take nice. another hit. Shank, how's that Sweet Island Skunk tasting for you? Well, Sweet Skunk is absolutely the best description that could possibly be given for this strain because that's exactly what hits you. The sweet and the skunky notes hit you right off the forefront. Very tropical mango and pineapple flavors um, with that like background of skunk just laying it on thick. Um, it's bold, like a very bold hit, um, but not overwhelming. I feel like I probably couldn't take an 18-liter gravity bong of this, but I could definitely take a nice, good bong hit of it. And uh, It does go directly to my head, um, straight to the head rush, but... Um, it does give me that uplifted feel. Like when it hit my head, it kind of wanted to carry me up with it. <laughs> so honestly, I think that it's, hopefully it's going to treat me really well. Um, we can uh, do what we usually do though. And we can check and see what the uh, reviews say online about these and see what other people that's say about how it made them feel. That's absolutely correct. And like we always say, these are the opinions of other stoners online. And we will be adding our opinions to the onlines. Opinions. So Pineapple Wreck has a very happy, euphoric, and uplifting effect. It has a nice clear-headed effect, which comes from the Pineapple Express parent strain. And it also has some good stress, pain relief, and other, you know, good qualities like that from the Train Wreck, the other parent strain that comes from. Uh, the only downside I've been able to find is a little bit of dry mouth and a little bit of dry eyes follow, but... As always, I always got bevs, and yeah, I blink a lot, so it shouldn't be any yeah. too much of a problem. Uh, Shank, what is it saying about your Sweet Island Skunk? Well, the Sweet Island Skunk, man, is actually, it's funny, they're saying very similar things here. It's got a very happy, uplifting, euphoric, energetic, and creative high, uh, which is always fantastic. I love smoking those kind of strains for the podcast, because I feel like it makes it a hell of a lot more interesting for me and the people listening. Um, but, uh, because it is a high CBD strain, it's also really good for stress, depression, pain, and fatigue, which once again, check, 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 and check. So that's magnificent. Um, big fan of, uh, big fan of those, uh, features that people are describing. So I'm hoping that I get every single one of them. Um, but just like yours, the side effects do include dry mouth and dry eyes. So also I blink very frequently and I've, Always got Bevy nearby because we always tell you guys and tell each other and tell ourselves to be prepared. Of course, uh, good stoner always, uh, always make sure they got their supplies in order. Yep, yep. Which, uh, God damn it, why the fuck do you guys say that? Because I don't know where our joints are. Oh, dude, don't worry about it, man. I, I got this covered. Hold on. Just let me uh, eat this french fry real quick. And Wait, uh, why the fuck are you eating a fr- <laughs> What? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That happened. Yeah. yeah, no, I trained it, man. Fucking rats with wings. Oh, well, they're good for something. So Yeah, I know, right? So we got our joints here now. And as always, bros, it's 420 somewhere. Lighter's out. Let's burn some. Lighter's out. Blaze it. Mmm, that tastes good. Whoa, the flavor's way more mellow. My flavor got a little bit more harsh. I mean, it's oh, not like, like yeah. It's not like so harsh you can't hit it, but it's like 
Interesting, yeah. Like it sharpened it up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I'm liking yeah, it. Mine had had the opposite effect, man. I, I mean, I'm liking it too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it just it took it and it uh, it was it was very punchy before and very bold, and now it's like kind of like it went from being like Mountain Dew to being Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh yeah. I don't know. It might also be the fact of the paper I'm using. Uh, again, I'm using yeah. the absinthe flavored paper. I figured it would go nice oh, with yeah. the earthy flavor, and it definitely does. Adds a nice lime well, effect yeah, the to sweetness. it. The sweetness. I was say the sweetness. Yeah. Nail it with that. See, I'm I'm burning out of. Uh, I'm back to the uh, traditional OCBs as usual. The nice. Uh, nice, nice. You know, the classics. Over a century old company, classics. Man, they work beautifully, and uh, they just let me have a good profile of the weed, the flavor, because I find that the paper themselves are uh, borderline flavorless. Right. So it's a uh, yeah. So it's great, man. I'm absolutely loving this weed. Um, uh, once again, uh, I am smoking the Sweet Island Skunk. Um, for the for the people listening at home, and and if you're just tuning in now, Curtis is smoking some pineapple wreck. Very nice, Tiva dominant right. hybrid. Yeah, for any of you folks who have ever seen the movie Pineapple Express, one of the two parents of his strain is is the titular strain from that movie. So exactly. that's pretty exciting. And that was a fucking great movie, man. Like, you know, like, I mean, people can say what they want about, like, the ridiculousness of, like, James Franco and Seth Rogen's movies and shit like that, but that movie was, like, it it was interesting, and it did something that, like, a lot of, like, idiot stoner movies didn't do, which was be self-aware. I mean, it definitely wasn't the thing that launched Seth Rogen's career, but it definitely helped make him and James Franco household names, was that movie. Oh my god, yes. Yes, well, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, it, what it did is it Plus, basically made it so that any movie that they appeared in was something that people were going to be willing to go watch. Not to mention them making that movie kind of propelled them. Because I, re- I can't remember. Did they make Pineapple Express first or Superbad first? Uh, Here, I'll Google it real quick. Su- I want to say Superbad. I'll Google it real quick. Because I remember they were in Freaks and Geeks together, eh? Yeah. That was a fantastic show, too. I was a big fan of that. Um, and, like, you know, it's like they just, like, together, their comedy, like, I mean, and now, granted, I, I like, I know both of them have had shit said about them in Hollywood, but, I mean, frankly, like, honestly, if I got scrutinized as much as any, like, celebrity gets scrutinized, I can almost guarantee you that people would be like, man, the skeletons in his closet have skeletons in their closet. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, it was super bad first, and then it was Pineapple Express by a year. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah but that just kind of, like, blew up their, uh, their, um, like, exactly. grouped career. Like, the two of them together doing comedies and shit like that, I mean. Right, like, and I think that was one of the things, like, super bad was able to launch them a little bit further, because they made a movie they've wanted to make for a while, and that got them enough mo- money where they could make Pineapple Express a movie they just wanted to make. Well, yeah, when people realized how fucking hilarious they were when they wrote Superbad and made Superbad and shit, they were like, all right, give these guys money, tell them to make whatever they whatever they think is hilarious. Right. So. And I mean, dude, like, I mean, it's like, they, they, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Their careers have been wild. And frankly, like, like, people say all the time, like, I would, and, and I might say that, you know, if I got scrutinized as much as celebrities did, that I, that they would find skeletons in my skeleton's closets. Like, but, uh, basically, like, I don't even give a shit, man. Like, if they want to pay attention to me, I'm one of those people. I always have been since I was an early teen and stuff like that. And, like, I, I admit it's not the best personality trait necessarily, but I do enjoy people paying attention to me. 
I won't, you know, like, force other people to lose, you know, attention if I can avoid it. But I love being on stage, you know? Like, being up on a stage performing is where I feel really comfortable. Like, you know? So, like, if I was a Just celebrity and like that... Me. Like yeah, if I was if I was a celebrity and like and I walked out of my house and there was like a bunch of fucking tabloid people there and everything like that, I'd be I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, get to know their names. I'd be like, you know, like what's your name? Like I'd get to know you and like greet them by name. Go out in the morning, and be like, what's up, Bob? Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, Steve. You know, like check it out. Like my outfit today, man. What do you think? You know that kind of thing, right? <laughs> and eventually, either they get sick of me because every time I'm not giving them controversy, I'm not like slamming the camera in their face. Like, you know, I'm just like, hey, guys, how you doing, you know? Or they nice come to by just to say, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I know, right? We're about to go yeah, stalk this. Out. We're about to go stalk this celebrity. Fucking yeah, like, oh, figured... fuck it. Yeah. I'd be like, guys, can I come with you? I'd be like, you're going to Jessica Alba's house. Like, you know, I know my buddy Curtis would love a signature from her. Like, can I go with you? Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hold your camera and, like, you be on camera this time. Like, take a microphone and, like, do a story. Like, I'll film yeah. you, bro. Like, you know, I'm down. Like, I don't even give a shit. Like, I'll help you out. Like, but, um, yeah, and I think it'd be great, but my favorite story about that, like, paparazzi and, like, fucking with the paparazzi is, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and I'm sure, do you know that story? I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. All right, so basically, Daniel Radcliffe, um, I don't know whether it was an original idea or somebody gave him the idea or whatever, right, but when Harry Potter was, like, well, I'd say when Harry Potter was huge, Harry Potter will always be huge, but when it was first blowing up and stuff like that, right? um, what he did is he would wear a different shirt, you know, and, like, different un- and different underwear, like, every day. But right. he wore the same hat, the same jacket, the same sunglasses, and, like, a variation of the same pair of blue jeans. Right. Every single, every single day, everywhere he went. So no matter what, if people took pictures of him over the course of, like, I think he did it for, like, months. Like, months and months. Every day he went out in the exact same outfit so that eventually any pictures that paparazzi took of him were useless. Because they because all looked like they, they were they, same yeah. on the same yeah. day. And they you all, can't they get... all looked like they were... Yep. And at that point you can't they really all... get timed evidence like, oh, it was on this day, it was on this day. No, he was wearing yeah. it this day. No, he was wearing it this day. It was this day. Yeah, he was yeah. wearing it every day. Yeah, they, Conflicting they information. Like, so there was like... Yeah, so... And, not, and not, only, not only that, but it's like, it's just not exciting. Like, it's like one of those things where they're like, if they take a picture, they're like, yeah, this could have been from the exact same day. You could have taken like 5,000 pictures that one day and now you're just selling them back to me like one at a time over the course of like eight months. Right. You know? And so it's like one of those things where nobody wanted them nobody would buy them so the pictures were fucking worthless so the paparazzi stopped following him around <laughs> fucking it's like baller. it's brilliant it's brilliant like it was like i don't and like i said i don't know if it was his idea originally or if he like you know i'd have to look it up but whether it was his idea originally or someone gave him that advice that is fantastic advice and not to mention it's also why i like to wear a mask a lot because when I'm always wearing my mask and I'm always wearing, like, the same outfit on stage and shit like that, you know, like, any picture from any show can be any picture from any show. So it's like, you know, like, if I'm promoting or something like that, I can just be like, yeah, check out these pictures. And then, like, put, like, ten pictures. They all look like they're from the same show, but it's actually, like, ten badass moments from thirteen different shows. Well, then. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. It's good, like, and I and, and I enjoy it. And also, you you probably I mean, the audience. I don't know if they they've seen my mask actually. If they check out our Instagram, they'll uh, they'll be able to see uh, my other face that I wear. But it's, it's also uh, on our uh, you know. it's also in our YouTube video right now, right there in the ah, corner. Is, yeah, 
Oh yeah, look over there. Yeah, right over there. Um, it's like yeah. So and and that's uh, that's my other face, right? That's the face I wear over top of my green face that I've got that you guys get to see in this YouTube video. So well, you guys are lucky. Well, no, you're not wearing it right now. It's in the corner, hanging up over there. Remember? No, no, no. No, that's what I wear over the face when I'm not recording the podcast. The the, the beautiful folks here get to see it. Like they get to see my actual face. Ah, confusion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, they get to see my actual green face that uh, Shank hangs up in the corner. I only wear him when I'm not recording the podcast, so. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty fucking sweet, man. Like, I know it's, uh, you know, but, like, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, brilliant fucking move. Um, also, brilliant, brilliant actor. That dude's grown into some really fucking strange roles. He's kind of taking the Shia LaBeouf route of, like, just taking whatever goddamn acting roles he wants to take that are, like, artsy and weird, and I admire him for it i admire that i just hope he doesn't go the way of the super fucking activist route i i, I don't know i kind of want to see daniel he can do whatever dude. he wants i want to see that's the thing Fuck it. and daniel radcliffe that to be fair he's already done some like radical kind of like activism kind of shit and stuff too right like he's done some like pretty like i mean yeah he's done some weird shit like swiss army man but he's also done some pretty like radical fucking like crazy shit man like and like well i'm saying and, like and that's the thing i'm saying like the shia labeouf <laughs> standing outside of a thing saying he will not divide us for nine hours straight yeah yeah that kind of art show is weird yeah. or making yeah the, that kind of art show is weird or making the reddit hunt to find the trump flag which i don't oh man that was so great. i'm not saying i support either political side but that was just fucking hilarious that they had enough time to fucking track airplane position and shit like that to find this flag oh pole. yeah using fucking contrails like using contrails in the air and right. to like track flight paths and then look at fields and like realize which field would be the only likely field for it to be and then finding it and it's like what the fuck and then he moved it and they found it again and like, and it's like, and it's just like fucking Jesus Christ, right? Like, I don't care about the political <laughs> aspect of it. Just the fucking determination is hilarious. I know. I know. But, like, it's like, oh my god. But speaking of oh, politics, I do have. Oh yeah. I do have something to bring up, and uh, in yeah. order to get to that, we have to get to some <clears throat> weed news worldwide. So in the news today. I do have some interesting news that is kind of regarding the results of the election. Oh. So, less than a week after the election day, in which voters in five states approved ballot measures to legalize marijuana, again, these are Mississippi, uh, South Dakota, New Jersey, Arizona, and Montana, since all of them had some form of approved legalization of marijuana, some form, the top leader of the U.S., or a top leader of the U.S. House of Representatives announced that the body will hold a floor vote on a bill to end federal cannabis prohibition next month. Yeah, buddy, that's right, folks. We're talking the legalization on a federal level. They are talking about the end of cannabis prohibition in the United States of America. On a federal level, that is correct. It is possible it is looking like it is you know at least getting some votes on the national level on the federal level um so this will be a this will be considered the more act to decriminalize cannabis and expunge convictions for nonviolent cannabis offenses that have prevented many americans from getting jobs applying for credit and loans and accessing opportunities that make it possible to get ahead in their economy 
So see, I would love, I would love, love, love to be the guy that that bill was named after. You know, like just to like, you know, if that was like the sh- the Shank resolution or whatever, it, would be ca- it was like the resolution. That more was stands for history books. More stands for Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. That's so great. That's so great. And you know what? That's fucking magnificent. Like, I think, so this is on a federal level. They are going to be expunging records for criminal situations with it. And they're also going to be making it federally legal in general with this bill, if it passes. Now, if it does pass through the mainly Democratic-controlled House right now, it will have to go through the Senate, which is still unknown whether it will because of, you know... It's evenly split right now, but I think it is kind of more Republican right now. But the majority leader, Mitch McConnell, who is a Republican from Kentucky, he is a champion for the hemp industry, but he staunchly opposes further marijuana reform. So Yeah, and I I know I was reading something earlier today as well, that um, even though cannabis um, is a bit of a partisan issue, it's one of those things where both parties have issues on both sides of the aisle about different things with it. Yeah, um, it's not it's so one, much. It is one of those things that does have support, though, on both this, sides of the aisle. It's, yeah, it's at this point, it's not it. really about the smoking or the effects or anything like that. It's more about the economic back toll and like the taxes, how much it will affect the economy, who should be running it, and you know, adding all that stuff yeah. to it. Well, but luckily for you, luckily for you, um, America likes to privatize industry. So it's one of those things where if cannabis does become legal on a federal level, it's probably going to be one of those things where no it won't problem. be like Canada, where it's government controlled. You'll have a bunch of private industry sector workers that will be immediately stepping in. Oh, yeah. And filling in that niche market, filling in that market. That market will they, be absolutely within but they, a year. Within a year, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of job growth in America. I think like, it will still follow. I think it'll still follow Canada's uh, laws in terms of it has to be a part of a certain, oh, certain. regulation, everything like that. Oh, it'll yeah. fall under some government yeah, category well, like, or they'll create a new government category specifically to govern how it's going to be grown and stuff. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be taken yeah. on by private growers. They're all going to grow their company locally, but also, you know, you'll also see a couple new marijuana conglomerates and stuff like that grow up. So, yeah, it'll be and very it'll nice. It'll be like how we, uh, and we, it's like how we covered how they were building that new marijuana testing facility in, um, in one of the states there in one of our earlier episodes. So oh yeah. The New York, the news, the New York, uh, yeah, New York. state prison. Yeah. Or it wasn't. Were, yeah. The, yeah. The Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah. The prison um, where they did yeah, the Orange is the, the New Black. Yeah. The prison where they did the filming that, uh, or in the location where that prison was. Right. Um, they're building that facility to uh, to test marijuana, and that's going to be the thing is if they legalize it, they're going to build a lot more of those facilities in a lot more places, and marijuana that gets sold in America will be tested in those facilities. That's specifically what they're for, is to ensure the quality and of the like, safeness, you know, like the viability of the cannabis, right? So. I mean, like, if they pass this law, it'll be fantastic, because like we said, a lot of people will get their records expunged, but I actually have something very specific touching on that topic uh, for one of my news stories. It's one that I don't really want to get into a lot of details about, but it's something I do think it's important to mention. Now, just as a also heads up, um, the lead Senate sponsor of the Moore Act, guess who it is? Oh, who is it? Kamala Harris, our new vice presidential elect. <laughs> oh yes, so, Kamala Harris. You know what? We don't. We don't like like Curtis said. Like Curtis and I, one hundred percent agree with your stance. You should, as an American citizen, you should like uh, like try to you know say 
you're as neutral as you can about politics. But frankly, dude, as someone from another country looking at America right now, when I look on the news, I see people, like, dancing in the street and playing music and fucking, like, celebrating and happy. And it's something I've missed seeing in America. I used to watch, like, Mardi Gras parades and, like, fucking, you know, like, 4th of July celebrations. And, like, people would be, like, smiling and happy and dancing and fucking, like, having barbecues and, like, feeding each other and shit and, like... That kind of thing. And, like, I haven't seen that for a while, and it's nice to see now. And I feel like Camilla Harris, like, her infectious personality when she gets up on stage and talks, because I've seen a few of her speeches, like, has something to do with the celebratory attitude of people. They're kind of like, yeah, well, it's all... this lady's going to be fucking, like, pleasant. I'm... I mean, on top <laughs> of all of that, you got to also remember that this is the first female vice president and the I know, first yeah. black or African-American or first female president of color. Yeah. Vice president of yeah, color. Yeah, and, 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 what, and Southeast Asian, too, I think. And she's, like, yep. first generation, first generation immigrant, too. So her parents immigrated to America. And, and she was, you know... Born like in they America. Gave her, yeah, they gave her an amazing life. And now she's fucking, like, vice president-elect of the United States of America. That's amazing. Absolutely. It's incredible. And I agree that, that does, that's very important to mention, like, the fact that she's sponsoring that. And I think that that's going to put a lot of weight behind it. Um, politically, um, but but, uh, but we'll have to see how that goes does, and see how the house yeah. votes and then see if it comes up on a uh, national ballot next year or if they just absolutely amend it through the government with no uh, yep. quarrel and just reform it, marijuana prohibition. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so actually, and they have, so if they do reform that, more people will be like this dude a lot sooner, hopefully. Uh, but um, after thirty-two years. Of being in prison, America's longest-serving non-violent cannabis prisoner is going to be released next month. Oh yes. So yeah, his name is Richard Delisi. Um, he was sentenced to three consecutive terms of thirty years for a nineteen eighty-nine conviction for drug smuggling. So so ninety years. He was ninety years. So we're talking consecutive, like so that means that after you serve one, then you serve the other one. Right, you know, ninety so straight years he, in prison. Yeah, so ninety years to prison. He 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 was uh, he's been in, in jail right now for thirty two years. Um, I don't want to go over the specifics of his life and his case and everything else because frankly, it's super fucking depressing. But I do urge you guys to check out the link that's in the description below and check out what this dude has gone through, and the fact that nobody should ever have to go through that again, which is why that bill needs to fucking pass, man. Absolutely. Like nobody should ever nobody should ever serve jail time for like now if you're selling and shit like that maybe they should look into why you feel the need economically to sell cannabis like illegally instead of doing it in a legal manner or through legal channels they should fix that you know exactly. fix that fucking system but don't don't throw people in a cell you know just but 90 he's years out. like so he's but absolutely yeah, but good he's getting out congratulations awesome. to this gentleman and again go look up his story because yeah richard delisi link will be in the description below check out his story it's fucking it is a bit bumming so it like it'll bum you out so make sure to smoke some really good like top-notch euphoria sativa and like get yourself up there yeah and give it a read man but it's it's worth the read very important and i just wanted to touch on that one because we were talking about the prohibition um Absolutely. you know like ending um, and one of the cool things, that's a bad thing, like, that he was in prison for so long, hopefully that'll never happen again, and anybody who has been charged with any cannabis-related, you know, anything, 
will have that completely expunged from the record, right? Right. Um, but uh, basically, on a good note of uh, legalization, you know, on the positive side of things, because frankly, it's I don't want to leave that on a bummer. Like, right. I'm, usually, weed getting stolen, that's like kind of can be funny. Um, hashtag free homie lawn tractor. Of course. But basically, um, like that can be kind of comedic, but that his story is not that it's not funny it's 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 pretty serious and i think yeah yeah, it's worth looking into but on a lighter note um in canadian news the government is uh because of legalization doing some pretty awesome stuff you know that is curtis that what are they doing they're going to be giving over four million dollars to researchers in order to study making weed better Ooh. yeah so essentially, they're like, you know, they're like, okay, weed's legal now, um, and we've got a lot of money, um, so what should we do? And they just kind of go, um, hey, weed guys, make our weed better, take my money. Yay! Like, yeah, it, it's incredible. So uh, UBC, which is the University of British Columbia, is going to be receiving a $4.2 million federal, provincial, and industry funding to uh, study enhanced cannabis cultivars. Um, they're especially f- focusing on uh, enhanced disease resistance, but I'm absolutely sure that they're going to be focusing on the potency of the cannabis as well. That would be hilarious um, if they're just making weed that specifically heals or cures COVID. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah, like they literally call it COVID-9, like spelt like N-E-I-N, teen. Right. And fucking, like, it's like some ger- like some German, like German engineered strain with like... How about Canadian chronic 19? Like, chronic 19 oh my god yes chronic 19 yeah you smoke it and like the rona's just gone <laughs> like you start coughing you start coughing from the rona's and you're like all right take your inhaler and you you, you take like it's huge a, fucking bong hoot it's a vape pen or a bong hit <laughs> yeah like a bong hit yeah so um basically the money is going to be issued by genome canada which is a non-profit organization funded by the federal government nice in total um, $15.4 million in federal funding is going to be going into 10 different genomics research progr- projects that are going to be going on across the country. Damn. Um, so they're focused on health, agriculture, and the environment, which means they're working on like sustainable farming. Um, they're working on um, better cultivars for faster growing cycles, um, easier growing cycles, and, higher yield, and better results. Um, that kind of thing, right? And better, yeah, better ultimate results, right? So they're, uh, so essentially, um, one of the, uh, one of the uh, people involved in the project said the results of this project will benefit the Canadian cannabis industry and Canadian consumers, but also just basic and applied science. So doing this will help us understand cannabis better. Right. Um. It's not. It's not just about, um, understanding. It's kind of like early days when they first started making corn. Uh, go from that hard, inedible, seedy, like, pocket of, like, rocks, essentially. Bitter into shit. Into the edible food that we have now. Right. Um, like, when they start, when people started kind of tweaking that and playing with that and making it a little bit better uh, through growing it different, differently, like, now we've got the scientists sitting down and going, all right, what's the best way we can do that to make this plant the best plant it can be? As a, as a crop, because Simple. we're not thinking about it anymore. Here's what you do. Yeah. Here's the best not... way you can make it the best crop you possibly can. 
you take it, you turn it into those hard kernels, you smother it with salt and butter, and then you throw it into those bags that are then put into microwaves, and then you make popcorn. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Sprinkle some cheddar cheese. Yeah, popcorn. Sprinkle some. Oh my god, popcorn. Yeah, sprinkle some fucking cheddar cheese, butter, and herb. Can of butter and herb. Uh, some CBD butter. Some CBD butter. CBD garlic butter. CBD garlic butter. Some white cheddar fucking flakes. Some salt. Dude, you Bros. know what? You could thinly slice. You could thinly slice some CBD beef to have as a side. Jesus Christ! But seriously, bros, if you're out there, <laughs> if you make some popcorn that or some popcorn, make it, send it, fucking put it on our Instagram, yeah. send it on our fucking yeah. Facebook, whatever. Tag us in it on Facebook, like whatever you gotta do. Like if you if you let us know about your popcorn adventures, like uh, like fucking let us I know because I am all ears. I will hope. I'm, I'm ear. I'm all ears like a cornfield. Hopefully, in the future, I will <laughs> definitely be uh, trying to make a video on yeah, my well, attempt to make it. We'll see. We'll see if we. Yeah, we'll both we'll both do our we'll both do our best to make some popcorn. Exactly. Um, but that's magnificent. Yeah. So I'm th- I'm thinking that project, if it comes to fruition, Canada once again is going to be getting its name out there as one of the premier like marijuana producers worldwide. Because I mean, we already do have some places in Canada that are well known and well renowned for our uh, our marijuana. Absolutely. Um, and its quality. But but uh, like this, the fact that we've got. Canadian scientists sitting down and slapping their heads against a table to figure out how they can grow the most magnificent Canadian weed on the planet. I'm excited, man. I'm a, there's nothing Absolutely. bad can come out of that project. It's very good, and I'm so glad that you guys are having the investors who are able to do that. But that kind of brings yeah, me to man, our next like, story. There's a lot of money in that. Brings me there's a lot of money in that industry. Yeah, but it brings me to my next story. Uh, hmm. so I know of a couple other people who are invested in the cannabis industry. Oh, some more money in the uh, money in the pot. Exactly, but I'm Tisk, and these people happen <laughs> to be some celebrities that we may or may not be familiar with. Oh, oh! So seven celebrities who are invested in the cannabis industry. I'm finding this post on Leafly.com. You can check the links in the description as well as the links for all the news stories we've covered today. Um, big truth. So, yeah, there's a couple people who have gotten into the uh, marijuana business. You know, obviously we have people like Seth Rogen having his, uh, yep. uh, what is it? Houseplant is his, uh, yeah. company. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. His brand is yeah, Houseplant. We, I think we've talked about him in the past for, uh, for being it's gained a some... big proponent in the cannabis industry. Oh yeah. It's gained some popularity in Canada, so Shank should be able to get a hold of some at some point. Um, uh, hell yeah. we've already talked before about Martha Stewart getting into the CBD, uh, business and yeah. obviously her best friend being Snoop Dogg. Fucking... Yeah, the rights writes itself. It writes itself, of course. Um, a couple people who wouldn't really expect, uh, Montel Williams, Monty. Monty. Yep. What? Yep. He has his own strain. It's a. Uh, l- That's magnificent. Lenative. Uh, Lenative. Exactly. It's a premium hemp and CBD brand, uh, and he also has other stuff that has good access to CBD or. Sorry, his brand is a way of helping give patients and adult users access to safe CBD and THC. So it looks like he's going to be branching out a little bit further into the CB or THC market soon. Nice. Uh, well, if that federal vote goes through, of course, going to be big industry. Next one we have here is Trees by Game. The Game, obviously, being oh, nice. a famous yeah, he American. D twelve. Yep, from D twelve, famous American rapper. Yeah. 
but he's got his own brand. Homies with them. Uh, it's a California-based brand, and it's curated connection to the hip-hop. So, cool. very nice, very good uh, strains there. Uh, we also have Gwyneth Paltrow. Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about her, but we know that she gets into some crazy ventures, so she's investing a little bit into some THC-infused beverage company. That's cool. Exactly. That's uh, put your put your money there. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then there's also a couple unexpected people on here as well. Margaret Cho, yeah. famous comedian. Margaret Cho. Exactly. Comedian, actress, fashion eh. designer, singer songwriter, and rescue dog mom. Yeah. She's also yeah. a cannapreneur of her own cannabis strain, well, Margaret Cho G. Yeah, that's cool. That's Which cool. Which is pretty fucking hilarious. Lit name, lit name. I would someday. I would love to have a strain named after me. It would be a fucking honor. Absolutely. <laughs> what would this? What would your strain or strain name be? Just Shank OG or Sweet Island Shank. <laughs> no, um, I honestly, um, I I'd have to go with uh, actually fun. Um, my full stage name, um is uh william napoleon shank right okay because napoleon well napoleon was my great-grandfather's name okay um like my my great-grandfather so i would probably go with something like nappy og or napoleon og something like that just because like it would be like it would be like just i would honor my great-grandfather because i'm sure that he liked to smoke weed it was le- it was totally illegal back then, but it was war. You do what you need to do, but uh, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and also it would honor my stage name and uh, my full stage name. But uh, Shank is my that's what my friends call me and my buds call me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that I would probably be like yeah, Napoleon OG or something like that. Nice. And if that already exists, then probably just like Shank Kush. Nice, nice. Because it would definitely be a Kush strain of some kind. For sure, oh yeah, it would yeah need to be a heady Kush. Yeah, something like something nice, like a heady nice. Kush. Yeah, what about you? What would your strain be called? Gypsy Dick. Gypsy Dick. Fuck yes. <laughs> Don't ask why. Nope. So. Don't need any questions. But the uh we have one celebrity left on our uh, list right here that I wanted to get to real quick, and this is the All one right, that is that? most unexpected to me. This is interesting, but investing over $1 million into a Nevada company called Digipath, which is a cannabis testing and education company, is the creator of Law and Order, Dick Wolf. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> Like that's fucking crazy. So Dick wait, Wolf, wait, 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 like wait, the wait, Dick wait, Wolf. Wait, hold up, hold up. All right, all right. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 we're holding. Okay. All right, perfect. Um, <laughs> that's magnificent, man. So the Dick Wolf is well, dude. That's like what again? That touches back on that other story we were just talking about a minute ago, where there was the testing facility that they're opening up, right? Like. He is smart to get in that industry because that is going to be a middleman industry, 
like, because the American government loves their middleman industries. Like, because you, you got, like, restaurants, right? Of course. But then you got suppliers. But then the suppliers have, like, distributors. That, like, and then they've got, like, all these, like, webs of, like, people who, like, supervise other people who supervise other people who get shit done. Amas. You know? Yeah. So, so like, they those facilities, before it gets to market, if you have a re- if you are a grower, your weed needs to go through one of those testing facilities before it's going to be able to go to market. Absolutely. So people who own those facilities are going to be making bank. For sure. For sure. <laughs> like, so that's, yeah, so that's smart. So, so Dick Wolf invested in, you know what, and that's cool because, like, on his show, you know, um, I'm sure with the amount, like, I mean, he's got, it's, I want, it's iced tea, right? It's on that show? Uh, he's on Special Victims Unit, I believe. Yeah, SVU with Marishka Hargitay. E. She is one of the coolest names in the world. Yes. But, um, but, uh, yeah, like, I think that celebrities taking their money and reinvesting it into an industry that's going to be good for the overall country and for, like, not just the country, but the world in general, if this industry yeah. grows larger. It's always good. Then. And should always be welcomed. Yeah. Like, the net the net gain from cannabis is exponentially larger than the net loss. Look at drug dealers. So, they were able to make fucking families and gangs and shit on this stuff. <laughs> big truth. Big truth. Like, cartels were fucking raised from it, you know? Like, the, that cartel money could be going into, like, and, and that's the thing is, a lot of people get pissed off about having to pay taxes on weed, right? Once it gets legalized. But I'm okay with that because that tax money goes to my country and makes my country better. Absolutely. Like, and I mean, like, granted, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit high. And I certainly think that the higher income people should be taxed a little bit more. But I have a nice clean a road. More. I have a nice clean road that I can drive on to drive and go grab that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, and not to mention, like, I have, like, a, a government-sponsored, like, institute, like, area, store that I can go into that always has cannabis stock, like, right. all the time. And you know, and that taxes help pay for that, too. Not to mention your so, taxes you know, like, are helping pay for your fucking uh, Better Weed initiative that you were just talking about. Yes, exactly. So, like, that's what I mean. So, overall, it's a good thing, man. Right. Like, it's a, it's a fucking great situation where, like, taxes, yeah, they suck. Nobody likes taking money that you earn or that you work for. And paying it out for miscellaneous different shit that you feel like you should be able to do. The tax isn't you're the, an animal and the thing is the, on trees if they want the to. The thing is, the tax isn't the problem. It's when they overcharge for the weed. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because like, $75 it's like our, for our an government... aider is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, our government had a fuck up um, when we first got legalized here in Canada. Luckily, it sorted itself out over time. But they bought, they agreed to a contract, essentially, right, with a grower in another province, um, that they were going to buy X amount of weed, so say like a million grams, right? Right. At ten dollar at ten dollars a gram. So they agreed to purchase it wholesale at ten dollars a gram. Well then. So yeah, which clearly anybody listening to this podcast right now knows that them's be skate park prices for one year you know, like for oneers. Right. You know, that's not like that's not bulk prices. You know, like, that's not like you're getting kilos, like, or, you know, you're not getting a million fucking grams for 10 bucks a gram, you know? Like, so they made a really bad deal, and it really ultimately reflected the prices when it came in the stores, but they did lower it down and actually take a loss on it initially so that they would be able to fix it. And now it's back on track. 
they've got more substantially more reasonable prices. They actually have a varied price system. So if you want to go in and buy a nine dollar gram, you can buy a nine dollar gram. Nice. Or if you want to go in and buy like a fifteen dollar fucking tailor made like custom premium fucking high quality. Oh my god, my testicles are melting from how delicious this is. Type of nug. You can do that too. Of course. So. It's cool, right? Like, it gives you option, and it's like going into the liquor store. It's like going into any store where there should be selection. a choice for adults. Yeah, it's a selection. You go in and go, what do I want today, right? And I've dipped in, as our listeners know, I've dipped into a lot of the sativas that they offer regularly at right. the uh, store that I go to. I haven't even touched the Indica list yet, which is just as large. And I also haven't gotten to nearly all of the sativas that are available there. So I'm going to be able to go in there for a long period of time. And as I go in there, by the time I catch up to remotely what they've got, they'll have swapped out the strains for a new strain. So I'll be able to try something different. So I essentially, as it stands, I have an unlimited supply of strains that I can just try, which is why doing this podcast with you is a fantastic idea, because I'm pretty sure you've got a I'm, somewhat similar situation. I'm in basically the similar situation, and as it's getting more and more progressive here, it's just going to be more and more strains and more and more quality, more and more different types that I'm able to try, and then hopefully at some point international trade or something like that is opened up where I'm able to get Canadian pot and you're able to get American pot, and then we can swap strains oh, that we've no. already tried. Oh, that's gonna be so great, man! It's gonna but, be so great. Like, and not only that, but I mean, like, once the once the whole Rona thing is uh, is up and you know up and lifted, and the travel restrictions are gone and stuff like that, we'll be we'll be organizing some uh, some visits, and uh, there may be in the future of this in the future of this podcast, there will be live podcasts with us in the same room with one another. Right. Um, obviously, due to Rona's, and due to distance, and due to the fact that not enough of you have gone and checked out the link in the description below that leads you to our Patreon and donated kindly out of the kindness of your heart, we don't have the finances to do that either. Exactly. Uh, but with your donations and your likes and your subscription to our pages and stuff like that, just your support we will in get general. Eventually. If you share yeah, this, your support in general, you don't need money. If you don't, like, just sharing. If you do not us, feel like, like you want to donate to us, the least you can do is share and like our page so that other people can see it and other people may who want to, and then we're able to fucking truth. do way more in the future. But if you feel like yeah, it, the man speaks true words. But if you want, feel like it still, go ahead, check down the link, Patreon. Yeah. As yeah, you said. can donate. Reward tiers are there. You can see what they all are, and they're pretty nifty. You know, I think I think they're kind of cool. So you can check them out. Exactly, we compensate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good, man. So and 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 that's what I mean. Like you know, we like once the borders are open and the travel is, we'll be able to like just all go down and visit. And when I'm down there, you know, like it's perfectly legal for me to smoke weed when I'm in, in that state, as long as I'm over legal age and everything else. Of course, and I entered the country legally and stuff. I just can't take any. Right. You know, I can't take any there with me, which I will not, for the record, if any agencies are listening to this podcast. First and foremost, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe, all that. Tell everyone in your um, department. Yeah, tell all the people in your department to come and check us out. But, um, you know, like, it's we don't. I don't intend to bring any with me when I go down there because that's not legal yeah. to do. Uh, but when I'm down there, if I want to smoke weed with him, like, that's fully legal because it's legal down there. And when he comes up here... Same deal. You can't obviously you can't bring any with him, but once he gets here, he doesn't need to worry about that. Exactly. So, well, like, you know, so it'll be fine. Like, yeah. So we'll be all right. So we'll figure that out, and that'll definitely be in the future once the whole Ronaverse is over, uh, or at least changed. Um, and uh, you know, it changed enough for us. Uh, hopefully soon. You know. Hopefully. But yeah. Yeah, in the so, meantime, yeah. we're getting kind of short on time. So Shank, 
Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good, man. Um, honestly, I think the description that other people gave in the reviews online was pretty goddamn accurate. Um, it's a very euphoric, uh, very uplifting kind of high. Um, fairly focused. I'm not having a hard time keeping my mind on track with things and keeping my brain, uh, you know, targeted where I want it to be targeted. Um, and uh, I'm feeling overall very good. Uh, very nice. Obviously quite chatty, as the people can tell, but... Um, it's, you know, it's, it's good. Like, I'm always chatty when I'm on here with you, man, because, you know, like you said before, we're buds, and I like talking to my buds, so <laughs> just the way it is. But, uh, yeah, man, so how's yours making you feel today? Mm -hmm. I gotta say, it's pretty much the same, same. I'm feeling that nice, happy, euphoric, pretty clear-headed, so uh, I don't feel like I'm much, you know, mumbling a whole lot of my words, and as I say that, I start mumbling my words. No more than, no more than usual. <laughs> exactly. Um... <laughs> But yeah, the stress and the pain relief is definitely a good feel. Uh, I get a slight bit of the dry mouth. The eyes, I'm not really feeling too much, which is nice. But Same. overall, nice, pretty good strain. And uh, like we said before, that is Pineapple Wreck that I'm smoking. And I am smoking the Sweet Island Skunk. Very. Which is, uh, by, mine was grown by San Rafael, but like I said before, many, many companies in many different places produce this, and um, I'm interested if you guys have Sweet Island Skunk from a different source, tell me how it is. Like, compare your strain and your experience to ours. Same with mine. Um, I get mine from, uh, or I got mine from Dubers, grown in Detroit, so if you like yours, or, or you can get a different strain from a different company or whatever, go ahead and... You know, send us some photos, or just send us comments on uh, what strain we should try out for our next episodes. Hell yeah, we're always interested in any feedback that uh, the community has for us, and we love, you know, talking with you guys as much as we love talking to, you know, the general internet, and, you know, the air, and yeah. the darkness, as it is. Exactly. Um, but uh, we really, uh, yeah, we really like it, um, and honestly, like, if you let us know what strains you've got or what strains you prefer, we'll see if we can get our hands on them, and that'd be a lot of fun, I think. For sure, for sure. Um... Yeah. Before we head on out, I got one more bong packed right here. Yeah, actually, today I also have another bong packed right here as well. All right, all right. Then, I believe you guys know what time it is. Let's blaze it one last time. Lighters out. Stokes and Bokes. Lighters out. Good hits, solid. brother. Still solid. Good hits, Good yeah. hits all around. But I think it's oh, we're getting a little uh, low on time here, so it's time we roll one for the road. Have a good one, bros. Thanks for tuning in, and we hopefully will see you in the next episode. Yeah, and don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and scream about this at the top of your lungs in space where nobody can hear you anyway, except for the person who's at NASA listening on the comms, like, down below, like, Here's Hey, bro, I can't really do anything about it. Houston, we yeah. have a problem. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, just uh, just let everybody know about the podcast, and we really appreciate you guys. Exactly. Have a good one, bros. Later. Later, buds. <laughs>